It's time for the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. Now here's Ryan Wallace on the Golden Knights Radio Network. Welcome into tonight's postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. The Golden Knights fall to the Columbus Blue Jackets 6-4, the final score. Vegas 32-25 and 4, 68 points, second wild card spot. Uh, tough one again tonight for the Vegas Golden Knights. Now 0-4 for 4 on this five-game road trip. To help us break this one down, we bring in the voice of the Golden Knights, Dan Duva. And, Dan, I, I want to start with the third period because I thought you know the Golden Knights certainly dialed up the pressure there in that third period, but from a Columbus Blue Jacket standpoint, pack the middle, keep Vegas to the outside, and some of those chances looked very similar to the chances that the Golden Knights were getting in Philly and Buffalo where just wasn't dangerous enough. Yeah, this is a team that is without confidence. We've chatted with Ryan McGill before the game today, and the reality is the the coaching staff, as much as you think, all right, they've got to, you know, put the hammer down and get these guys locked in, you know, when you've got a team that lacks confidence, you know, there are two ways to go. You either get the team angry or you get the team some confidence, and that, Ryan told us, is the result of positive reinforcement. So, when a guy is in a situation to make a play, um, he's more confident in himself. But there were several moments today where guys were more tentative than confident and rather than just letting their ability take over and their experience take over. They were tentative, thought twice, and you know made mistakes or let the other team dictate the play. And uh, the confidence is about as hard to come by right now as – uh, Any time I can remember uh, with the Golden Knights. And it, it's increasingly difficult because you have so few of the guys you normally rely upon available to deliver that confidence. And the best player is a guy who's only played 13 games for your club and has um, never been on a winning team, <laughs> uh, a playoff team in his NHL career. So all of that together, Ryan, you know, the third period was one of the better third periods we've seen of late from the Golden Knights, but that's not a very high bar because they have struggled so mightily in recent third periods. Now they had a push, but still, um, you know, when they, um, you know, like the early third period, they, you know, looked pretty decent. But, you know, w- once again, when they got into uh, crunch time, they um, they just it, it was more apparent how little confidence they had. So when we're when we're talking about injuries, like I know the quantity is is very high right now for the Golden Knights in terms of players regulars out of the lineup. But you know, Vegas just four nine and one in the absence of Mark Stone. Are we getting a very clear picture of just how much Mark Stone unlocks things for this Vegas Golden Knights team? Well, you certainly can't diminish Stone's absence. But you know, it's not the first time the Knights have had to play games without Mark Stone. It's a glaring absence, of course. Um, you know, Mark has been an emotional leader, and when the team has struggled, he has been the guiding force toward the light of confidence. And it it is uh, attributable to Mark. But if it were only Mark out, I don't think that the Knights would be in quite this slump. It, it is, yeah. I, I think that the bigger issue would be the list of players unavailable. I mean, nothing to uh, disrespect Logan Thompson, but you're not expecting your number three goalie to be starting a game, riding a three-game losing streak. You you need a stopper, not your American League goaltender. You know, Patch Reddy out, obviously Riley Smith. Those are two of the most productive players on the team this year. You look on the the back end, McNabb, the 
NHL leader in block shots at the time of his injury, not to mention Alec Martinez. You just go down the list. So as much as you can look at Mark Stone being out here, uh, if all those other guys I just listed were available, not to mention your Howdens and your Yanmarks, and, uh, you know, it's unbelievable uh, how often we have to refer to guys getting added to the injured list. I, I think that if uh, if it were only Stone, the team could overcome that. But, um, you know, the, the fact that Stone is among those exacerbates the problem. And then what about from a leadership perspective, right? Because you, you're missing your captain and Mark Stone. You're missing an, an, uh, an alternate captain right now in Riley Smith. And, and you're seeing guys in Jonathan Marcheseau and, and Chandler Stevenson and Alex Petrangelo try to bring everything back up. But without the leading voices in the room, like how do you assess who's going to kind of put this team on their back and, and drag them into a win into the fight? Uh, leadership shouldn't be a problem. And you do have some younger players that you're leaning on, but it's not, uh, you know, the leadership I, I don't think is the problem here, Ryan. I mean, you've got Alex Petrangelo and Jack Eichel, both of whom have been NHL captains out there. Jonathan Marcheseau might not be a captain, but he's had a letter on his sweater, and he's an emotional heart of this group. Um, I, I think that uh, even guys like Zach Whitecloud on the blue line, though he is a younger guy, he's – you know, got a certain maturity that allows him to be a leader in, in different moments. So I, I don't think that's the issue. It's, I think, a, a more a matter of they're relying on players to uh, to do more than they are expected to do. And the guys who normally would put the team on their back are simply unavailable. All right, Dan, what are you looking for from Vegas as they round out this road trip on Tuesday against the Winnipeg Jets? I alluded to this just a moment ago. Does this become an angry team going into that Winnipeg game? Uh, I, I'm not sure that it does, nor am I certain that that is the right thing to happen. But teams that lose multiple games in a row, like look at Tampa recently. You know, Tampa, they say, don't let us lose two. <laughs> Watch out in that third game because uh, losing two in a row happens so infrequently for championship contenders. This group it seems to me, has been trying to hold on to a shred of hope and confidence because they are so fragile. Uh, with so many guys out, I'm not sure that getting angry about the situation and playing angry is really going to, to work out because they've got so many guys who are, um, you know, essentially fill-ins. It's not like they've got their whole lineup. If the whole lineup was out there and they lost four in a row, this ought to be an angry team. The reality is that it's not. Just look at the, the Blue Jackets. They had an angry win against Minnesota the other day. Part of it was how the game unfolded, and what they did in that game carried into this one to a certain degree, despite losing Voracek, despite losing Jenner, and on and on. They they found way. It, it seemed to be a, a spirited team coming off that win against Minnesota. Where will the Knights find that spirit? You know, we, we have gone down the list of places that it could come from. But uh, right now, the, the Knights, uh, I don't know that turning to anger is the smartest choice right now because of how fragile the group is. All right, Dan, as always, thank you for joining me here on the AAA Insurance Postgame Show. We will chat with you on Tuesday. Thanks, Ryan. That is the voice of the Golden Knights, Dan Duva, as we break down a 6-4 to four final. The Columbus Blue Jackets defeat the Vegas Golden Knights. We're back with more on the AAA Insurance Postgame Show presented by Dollar Loan Center. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network.
We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. AAA Insurance postgame show. The Vegas Golden Knights fall to the Columbus Blue Jackets 6-4, the final score. Vegas 32, 25-4, 68 points take on the Winnipeg Jets Tuesday at 5 o'clock, 4 o'clock pregame show. That will bring this road trip to an end for the Vegas Golden Knights, and you're hoping to get that one over with with a win because right now it just has not gone to plan for the Vegas Golden Knights. You looked at this road trip before embarking on it off of two straight wins at home and maybe some confidence growing in the game of the Golden Knights, and you looked at it, you said seven or eight points, right? Like 10 points up for grabs, seven or eight points. That's what you're hoping for. That's what you're looking for for the Vegas Golden Knights. That would make it a really solid, really good road trip. And right now the Golden Knights are, are hopeful that with a strong effort on Tuesday against Winnipeg, they can come away with two. And that's just the reality of the situation. The postgame injury report is brought to you by UMC, the exclusive hospital of the Vegas Golden Knights. And nightly we do this. Nolan Patrick got back into the lineup. Ben Hutton came out of the lineup, was in NHL's COVID protocol. So Daniil Mirmanov goes in, and in this game, Daniil Mirmanov takes a puck off the mouth, leaves in the second period to get repairs, does come back and play in the third period, so that's encouraging. Uh, But no Max Pacioretty today for the Vegas Golden Knights. Still no Riley Smith, still no Robin Leonard, still no Mark Stone. It's becoming you know, a daily occurrence where we talk about the injuries and we have to bring it up because quite frankly, it's a part of the reason why the Golden Knights are struggling so hard right now to find consistent offense. Now, Pete DeBoer, to his credit, really did jumble up the lines today. Like there were some new combinations. You have William Carlson playing the wing with Eichel and Marcia so, and I thought that that line had some solid moments within the offensive zone. I thought that they were creating, they were looking, they were good on the forecheck. Uh, But the larger issue for me, I think, in this game was when the game was wide open, first period, second period, neither team really focused too hard on playing defensive hockey. The Golden Knights were able to get inside. They were able to get to the front of the net. They were able to bring the puck there. Like, that that was good. You know, that was good. When, when the Blue Jackets didn't really have a desire to pack the middle of the ice, the Golden Knights were able to find seams. The Golden Knights were able to, to find ways to get to the hard areas to score, and they scored goals. But again, as we've seen over the course of this four-game losing streak, is that when the Golden Knights are trailing in a game, when the Golden Knights are having to pressure and really dial it up, teams will pack the middle, and the Golden Knights will accept that and stay to the outside. They will play on the perimeter. And I understand the idea of playing on the perimeter. You can move the puck around. You can hang on to possession. You can suppress what the opposition is going to do in terms of their shots. But it's lower percentage plays. And I think in the third period when the Golden Knights were chasing the game, when they were down by two goals, they were trying to find a way to battle back. A lot of the chances you saw in the third period, though the Golden Knights outshot Columbus, though the Golden Knights were able to control the majority of play, everything was to the outside. And you're not going to score on the perimeter in the NHL right now. Game 60, it's not going to happen. Like You have opportunities to do it earlier on in the year, but you're not going to do it game 60, game 70, game 81 or 82. You're just not going to. And so when the game 
got condensed in the offensive zone when Columbus decided, all right, we'll chip pucks out, we'll take icings, not a big deal. We're just going to pack the middle. The Golden Knights, though they had volume, did not have enough quality. Let's hear from Pete DeBoer as he addresses the media after tonight's game. Enough to win this time of year. I think if you're in the last 20 games of the NHL season, I think you have to have uh, your A game and you have to have it for long periods of time. And, you know, I thought uh, we had moments where we tried real hard. We did some good things, but, you know, overall our game wasn't good enough for long enough. And at the end, when the urgency was at its highest, the offense looked good. It seems like that's kind of been a trend lately. How do you get that urgency early in the game? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, you know, part of that is they sit back with a lead a little bit too. So I think you got to be careful, you know, what you're reading into that. I think there's urgency. We know the situation. We've got to stop the bleeding, you know. Um, so I think there's urgency right from the drop of the puck tonight. But it's execution. It's commitment to details. It's... Uh, commitment to game plan you know you gotta you gotta you're on the road in the NHL in the last 20 games you gotta you gotta play really well for long periods the defense and the goaltending had been kind of holding you guys in games while the scoring wasn't there tonight you get goals in the defense did you think the defense took a step back uh we gave up too much for sure but uh, you know that's that's you know good teams find a way to win all kinds of different games right you win 6-5 you win 2-1 you gotta you gotta be able to to do both those things right now we we can't do either the fact that the problems tonight were different than the problems the previous three games make you feel like you're a step closer to putting it together? Uh, uh, yeah, I don't, I, I've don't. i never felt we're that far off. Um, you know, I, I think we're four games into this trip, and, you know, I, I, I could argue we, we could have won every one of the games, but we found ways to lose, and that's, that's troubling. And, you know, like I said, we've got to stop the bleeding. Okay, thank you. That was head coach Pete DeBoer as he addressed the media after tonight's game. A couple of interesting thoughts, ideas from Pete. Um, you got to be able to win high-scoring games, low-scoring games. Got to be able to win the 6-5 games and the 2-1 games right now. Golden Knights, in his estimation, and, and as the records would indicate, can't do either one of those things. And then you know, the big quote, I think, here is four games into this trip, and I could argue we could have won every one of them, but we're finding ways to lose, and that's troubling. And, you know, I, I, I don't disagree with the, the sentiment that this team right now is finding ways to lose. You, you come into this game, you get two goals to go 2-1, to one, and, and at that point you lean on what your identity is, which would be shutting it down defensively especially with a Columbus Blue Jackets team that's missing two of their top three scorers. And the Golden Knights did not shut it down defensively. They did not start to, to clamp things down and change the way that they were giving up chances. And it allowed the Columbus Blue Jackets to get right back in the game. It allowed Columbus to take the lead. And it forced the Golden Knights to trail and chase the game. And those are kind of the moments where you have to read what's happening within the, 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 the run of the game. And it just, it just wasn't there tonight for the Golden Knights. Detail. You talk about detail. That's it right there from head coach Pete DeBoer. We're back with highlights next on the AAA Insurance Post Game Show presented by Dollar Loan Center. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network.
We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. AAA Insurance postgame show. The Vegas Golden Knights fall to the Columbus Blue Jackets 6-4. The final score, Vegas 32-25-4, 68 points, second wild card in the Western Conference. Taking a look at the highlights in this game, we go all the way back to the first period and just two minutes into the game, Patrick Laine would open the scoring with a power play goal. Here's Ross Levick in the right circle, throw it across, they score! From the left wing circle, the drive comes in on goal from Patrick Laine. The top remaining offensive weapon in the lineup for the Blue Jackets puts the home team on the board two minutes and 12 seconds into the game. Laine's 23rd of the year from Gustav Nyquist and Jack Roslevic at 2-12 of the first period makes it 1-0 Columbus, a power play goal. The Golden Knights would answer just one minute later as Jonathan Marcheseau would tie the game. Carlson goes in to try to take it away from Gavrikov. Could not, now it's out in front from a loose puck. Score! Marcheseau found it and goes top shelf over the shoulder of Merzlikens. And the Knights have tied it 1-1. Jonathan Marcheseau's 25th of the year at 3.13 of the first period ties the game at 1. We talked about simplifying the game, and Vegas did just that as Will Carrier deflected a puck in front of the net to give Vegas the lead. Stevenson from behind the net, thrown in front, they score! Nicholas Waugh put it into the slot, in the blue ice and into the goal, and William Carrier in that spot. Off Carrier, and yes, into the goal by Merzlikens, and the Knights have taken a 2-1 lead. William Carrier's seventh of the year from Nick Waugh and Chandler Stevenson at 7.23 of the first period gave Vegas a 2-1 lead. The lead for the Golden Knights would be short-lived as, as loose play in the defensive zone would lead to Cole Sillinger's game-tying goal. Takeaway, score! Blue Jackets get it deep in the offensive zone, and it's Cole Sillinger, the rookie, coming right down the slot. He buries it, and that ties the game 2-2. Cole Sillinger's ninth of the year from Oliver Bjorkstrand and Dean Kuken at 11.53 the first period makes it 2-2. Just 30 seconds later, Oliver Bjorkstrand would give the Blue Jackets the lead. A transition opportunity comes for Columbus, and a shot comes on. Goal from Nyquist. Another shot. They score. It's Bjorkstrand. Columbus takes a 3-2 lead. Two goals in less than a minute, and Columbus has erased the deficit. And Logan Thompson under siege. Oliver Bjorkstrand's 21st of the year from Max Domi and Dean Kukin at 12.23 of the first period makes it 3-2 Columbus, and we'd head to the second period. The Blue Jackets up one. Just five minutes into the second period, the Blue Jackets would add to their lead as Cole Sillinger would net his second goal of the game. Blue Jackets set it up left wing. Score! From the outside left, Bjorkstrand inside the left post on the catching side of Logan Thompson. Bjorkstrand second of the day. Three points for Bjorkstrand. The Blue Jackets have a two-goal lead. Bjorkstrand with the shot. It was deflected, however, by Cole Sillinger, his 10th of the year from Bjorkstrand and Andrew Peak at 5.36 of the second period. Made it 4-2 Columbus, and then just under two minutes later, Cole Sillinger would complete his first career NHL hat-trick. The attempt to tap it along by Carrier finds no one except Domi left circle, dish to the right, score! Sillinger! Sillinger will have a hat trick 
Cole Sillinger's 11th of the year, third of the game. Hat-trick goal from Max Domi and Oliver Bjorkstrand at 7.26 in the second period. Made it 5-2 Columbus. Just a minute later, however, Keegan Kolasar would set up Evgeny Dodonov's 12th goal of the year. Stretch pass ahead. Here's Kolasar. 2-0. Centering try. Score! Kolasar got it out in front. And the Blue Jackets caught in transition. And the goal for Dodonov. Evgeny Dodonov's 12th of the year from Keegan Kolasar and Alex Petrangelo at 8.28 of the second period made it 5-3 Columbus. We'd head to the third period, and early on, if the Golden Knights had any chance of a comeback, Logan Thompson would have to make this our AAA insurance save of the game. Roslovic forced it up to the Vegas line, but the Knights counter. Carlson ahead with Eichel. Delays in the slot, knocked off his stick. Roslovic the other way, and now it's line A pulling and shooting save. Thompson... Got it up near the chin. AAA is a proud sponsor of the Vegas Golden Knights, helping you outsmart life on the road and at home with 24-7 roadside assistance, car repair discounts, DMV services, and savings on your home and auto insurance. AAA, outsmart life. So the Golden Knights still 5-3 to three in favor of Columbus, and they would get a power play, the Golden Knights would, and it finally made an impact as Jack Eichel would pull Vegas to within one. Vegas right to left, Theodore hands it off to Marcheseau. Backwards, Eichel carves through center, enters the zone, finds Stevenson through, stopped, rebound, score! Jack Eichel follows it up. Power play goal for the Knights. They're within one. 17-20 to go, third period. Jack Eichel's fifth of the year from Chandler Stevenson and Jonathan Marsh. So at 2.40 of the third period, cut it to 5-4 Columbus, a power play goal for the Vegas Golden Knights. And the Golden Knights would continue to press, though mostly to the outside perimeter of the zone. As Logan Thompson would be pulled for the extra attacker, Eric Robinson would score the empty netter to ice the game. 17 seconds to go. Sent up the wall. Blue Jackets get it. And a clear path to the open net. Robinson scores. Empty net goal. Blue Jackets seal it. Eric Robinson makes it 6-4 Columbus with 11 seconds to go. Eric Robinson's seventh of the year from Zach Wierenski, an empty net goal at 19.49 of the third period, would make it 6-4 Columbus, and all that was left was the final call. They dropped the puck. Here's the ensuing draw, and it's back for the Blue Jackets. And the Columbus faithful salute the home team's second straight win. Blue Jackets, six. Golden Knights, four. 6-4, to four, the final score. The Columbus Blue Jackets defeat the Vegas Golden Knights. We're back to wrap it up next on the AAA Insurance Postgame Show presented by Dollar Loan Center. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. Back to the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. AAA Insurance postgame show. The Vegas Golden Knights fall to the Columbus Blue Jackets 6-4, the final score. Vegas 32-25-4, 68 points on the year. In the midst of a four-game losing streak. First time that they have lost four in a row since games two through five of this very season in which the Golden Knights started the year, one and four, won their first game against Seattle, and then they dropped their next four. Now, 
history, if it teaches us anything, is that the Golden Knights then after that went on a bit of a run and they were facing injury issues all the same. That being said, it's a little different in games mm, 6 to 15 as opposed to games 60 to 75. And, and really that's kind of the, the main focus here is you got teams that are dialed in, that are focused, that are ready, and it's, it's becoming increasingly more difficult for the Golden Knights to find pockets within a game in which they take advantage. Tonight's game recap is brought to you by Universal Windows and Solar. The game for me in this one was when the Golden Knights had a 2-1 lead. At that point, you tighten things up defensively because when you hear Jonathan Marcheseau after the Pittsburgh Penguins game talk about identity and in the words he uses, says skating, working, defense. You're up 2-1. to one. You can tighten the clamps defensively but it was loose for the Vegas Golden Knights and I'm not sure why but because they didn't dial it in because they didn't really ratchet up what they were doing defensively Columbus scored in quick succession Columbus put Vegas back on their heels and Columbus forced Vegas to chase the game and what happens when the Golden Knights chase the game the opposition packs the middle everything's kept to the perimeter and it becomes very difficult for the Golden Knights to find that scoring touch because, frankly, they do not have the confidence to do so right now. That's the game. That was it in a nutshell. So now it's on to Winnipeg. Golden Knights will take on the Winnipeg Jets Tuesday at 5 o'clock. That'll do it for me here on the AAA Insurance Post Game Show. Extended Post Game Show is next. Presented by Dollar Loan Center, this is the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. Thanks for listening to the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network Post Game Show. Presented by AAA Insurance. Our local coverage continues next with game highlights, interviews, and your phone call at 702-876-1340. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. It's the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Let your voice be heard by calling in at 702-876-1340. Now here's your host, Ryan Wallace. Extended postgame show, Fox Sports Las Vegas, broadcasting live from Parkway Tavern inside Tivoli Village. Vegas Golden Knights drop another one. Four-game losing streak. One opportunity left to get a win on this five-game road trip, which is a disappointing aspect of what's going on right now for the Golden Knights because going into this road trip, they were good on the road, like dialed in on the road, detail-specific on the road, but right now it's it's not been that way for the Golden Knights. and. Yeah, I'm going to start this one before we get to your phone call. 702-876-1340, by the way, is the number. 702-876-1340 is the number if you'd like to join us here. Ask me your questions. Voice your opinions. It's your postgame show. But to me, when, when you hear Pete DeBoer after the game talk about, you know, understanding and executing on the details of the game. There was a pocket. There was a, a, a point in time in this one where the Golden Knights up 2-1. to one, And, like, listen, I get it. It's early. It's early seven minutes into the game to start wanting to dial things back defensively. But this is a team that hasn't had a lead in a long time. So you're up 2-1. to one. You, you fall behind early. You find a way to get yourself back in the game. You get up in the game. 
you got to tighten it up defensively. They didn't do it. Columbus scored, and then they scored again, and then they scored again, and they scored again, and then you're chasing the game. And we know that if the Golden Knights are chasing the game, they just don't have the firepower in the lineup to be able to do that consistently and have confidence that they're going to be able to get the job done. 702-876-1340 is your number, 702-876-1340. Let's head out to the phone lines, bring in Mike. Hey, Mike, how you doing? Hey, I promised you a few hours ago at Parkway that I'd be here for you. Yes, sir. It was a pleasure meeting you, my friend. Uh, it was good to meet you too, Mike. Thank you. You bet. Um, well, here we go again. Uh, one thing you cannot do is when you're up two to one, you, you can't let an 18-year-old kid score a power play in the first half of the game. I mean, come on. How does that happen? Yeah, I mean, you, you know, the the Cole Sillinger goal that made it two to two, um, I think was was probably the biggest and the most egregious of the errors in the game because you've got Nick Haig and Shea Theodore both below the goal line, both trying to make a play on a puck, and then both, I think, seemingly understanding or thinking that the other guy was going to make the play, and it just allows Oliver Bjorkstrand to go back there uncontested, grab the puck, put it out in front, and Cole Sillinger, it's a bang-bang play, but... You know, the detail in, in what the Golden Knights were doing had to be dialed in, especially with a lead, and it just wasn't there. And I see flickers of what could be. Jack Eichel is always in the right place at the right time. I've never seen anybody in this short period of time tip a, a puck back into the net as well as Jack does. Well, yeah, I mean, his ability to follow the play was fantastic. Obviously, uh, the skating to get into the zone, the pass to Chandler Stevenson on the power play goal, it's all world-class stuff. It's all real elite stuff, but it's, it's the basics in the game for Jack Eichel. You look at the last two goals that he scored, where are, they, where are they getting scored from? In the blue paint, right on top of the crease, on second and third opportunities. So as much as you like the flashes of skill, I think you also like the, uh, the desire and the willingness to go to the front of the net to find those uh, those greasy goals. Oh, those are great. Those are those are just some of the best I've seen out of the Golden Knights. Now, this upcoming week, regardless of what happens day after tomorrow, I think the general managers around the league are going to hear Kelly McCrimmon on line one, sir. I think we're going to get a lot of that this week. What do you think the strategy should be for the trade deadline? Well, this is where I hope that you and Darren – We'll discuss that tomorrow between 4 and 6. I really want you guys to consider it, if you want to, mm-hmm. and give us some names that we could acquire, in your opinion. And who would we give up? Maybe, I know that's a tougher call, who we would give up, but I can, I can certainly start, unfortunately, with William Carlson, who has just lost his verve. I don't know what's happened, but unfortunately, he might have some value left, I hope. Uh, Shea Theodore has tremendous value, but he's so young. So I'll start the, the ball rolling with and Dodonov, Dodonov, even though he scored twice yeah. uh, this last week. I mean, he's going to be more valuable, not less. Yeah, those are all fair points, Mike, and thank you for the call. Obviously, uh, it, it'll be uh, same format to start the Insider Show tomorrow. So it's it's your it's your segment on the Insider Show tomorrow at four o'clock, but. Um, as far as the trade deadline goes, like I, I'm, I'm trying to understand where I fall fundamentally on this, right? Because there's so much unknown with the Vegas Golden Knights in terms of health. Like you don't know when Mark Stone's going to be available, and and how, you know, how close to 100 percent, or if he's going to be 100 percent. 
uh, when he does return. And and still kind of the same thing on Robin Leonard, the same thing on, on Riley Smith. There, there's so much unknown right now that when it comes to the trade deadline, I don't know that you want to subtract much. Like if you're looking to enhance, you're looking to enhance on – Maybe a smaller scale, but but something that might address depth or allow this team to get some confidence. But it's an interesting thought for sure as to what the the philosophy should be for the Vegas Good Night Vegas Golden Knights going into the trade deadline, and it's it's one that we are definitely going to explore over the coming week before the NHL's trade deadline on March twenty first. Seven zero two eight seven six thirteen forty is the number. Let's head back out of the phone lines. Bring in Stephanie. Hey Stephanie, how you doing? I'm doing okay. How are you doing, Ryan? I'm doing good. So, it's kind of a disappointing game to see, of course, finally getting some offense. And then, again, as has been the case recently, the defense swings the other way. And it thinks it's hard. It's frustrating to see. But um, one of the things I've seen a lot of people calling for is Pete DeBoer's head. And I just want to say I think that a coaching change right now would just not be a good idea in the slightest uh-huh. just because he, he can only do so much with the players he has available. Uh, I, I think if the situation were a stable lineup, uh, <laughs> if the situation were a stable lineup, if we had most of our players that GM McCrimmon actually meant to put together in a roster, then yes, this, this would be a pretty opportune time to look at a coaching change. But as it stands, it, it's, I just feel it's so hard to place the blame on any one area that it, it would be a poor decision to make a, such a big change like that yeah. in this situation. No, I, I think that's an interesting way of looking at it for sure. I, 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 I'm never, ever going to call for anyone's job at any point in time. It's just not something that agrees with me coming on here and talking about this team, this game. It's just not something that I'm, I'm ever going to do. That all being said, I, I do look at this as an opportunity for the Golden Knights to, to come up with something that is a clear line of delineation, right? Like you, you need to kind of have, a, have a, a line drawn in the stand and you need to move forward from this point. And I'm not really sure how you do that. To me, I thought that that point was Jack Eichel's game-winning goal with five seconds left against the Ottawa Senators. I thought the Golden Knights at that point were ready to go on a run and kind of leave the the goal-scoring troubles behind, but it didn't happen, and I'm not sure what the game needs to look like. I'm not sure what has to happen, but I do think that there needs to be some point where the Golden Knights can have a strong outing and the, the answer has to come from the players. Like, I'm with you in that. Like, and thank you for the call, Stephanie. I think the players in this situation have to come up with something on the ice. And you know, there were some quotes out of Chandler Stevenson about being tired of, of the losing. And, and you understand that. You get it. Like, this is not an organization. This is not a team that is used to losing hockey games. They're just not. It hasn't happened. It hasn't happened in almost five years five seasons this has been a perennial playoff team to three of four conference finals in their first four years this is not an organization that loses hockey games so you can understand it's grading i like i i agree to the the aspect of there's 19 games left you're dealing with a roster decimated by injuries like to 
pin this on one place or in one place seems unfair at best. So, like, I'm with you there, Stephanie. I, I don't know what needs to change. I don't know what you do between now and Tuesday to get this Golden Knights team playing the right way and focused and, and detailed in what their game plan needs to be. But the answers have to be found at some point here over the next 48 hours. 702-876-1340. Let's head back out to the phone lines, bring in Stephanie. Hey, Stephanie, number two, how you doing? You know, I'm doing, honestly, I'm frustrated. Yeah. Yeah, I get um, it. You know, Dan Duva had mentioned that, you know, maybe playing angry isn't the way to go. But you know what? I'm angry. Yeah. You know, all of all of the injuries aside, you know, broken record at this point, you know, we're just, we're not playing to our potential. I mean, we're the freaking Vegas Golden Knights. And, you know, Carlson is better than this. Theodore is better than this. Haig is better than this. Um, you know, and it just, it's frustrating that, you know, we should be owning these guys. This road trip should have been a points grab, and now we're lucky if we get two. Yeah, it, I, I don't disagree with you. I mean, we, we had the conversation going into the road trip, what the expectations should be for this club, even with the injuries and the expectations that I placed on it with Philadelphia, with Buffalo, with Columbus, and Winnipeg at the time was, was kind of faltering in the standings you're looking at seven or eight points. And right now the Golden Knights are, are going to be fortunate if they're able to win a game in Winnipeg to come out of it too. And that's just not where you wanted the bar to be for this club this late in the season. No, it's, and it's not where they should be. I mean, you know, injuries aside, and, you know, it's, again, two steps forward, you know, one step forward, two steps back. Yeah. But, you know, we need to find ways to win. We need to find ways to win. And, you know, the defense needs to step up. And I don't want to say that, you know, goal scoring was the issue this game like they were the previous games. But, you know, when you have a lead, you hold on to it. You know, you can't let them score four in a row. Like, that's that's not the Vegas Golden Knights that I know. And they need to play accordingly. Yeah, you know what? Thank you for the call, Stephanie. I- I'm right there with you. You get a 2-1 lead against Columbus Blue Jackets. You got you to gotta dial it back. And real or dial it in defensively, and the Golden Knights didn't do that. And you know, it's a hallmark of this team to be more responsible than they have been. And you're right; you can't point to lack of goal scoring tonight. Like you score four in the NHL, you should win most nights. But the Golden Knights just didn't have it defensively, and and that's kind of the the dichotomy of this team all year long. They'll score a ton of goals, and it'll be a loose defensive effort, or they'll struggle to find offense but they'll keep their opponent to, to one or two. And, and you got to dial both in at the same time. It's just not happening right now for the Golden Knights. 702-876-1340 is the number if you'd like to join us here on the Extended Post Game Show. Let's head back out to the phone lines, bring in Rita. Hey, Rita, how you doing? Well, I'm okay. Yeah. i got a couple of things to say, and then I have a question for you. Okay. First of all, I, I like the lineup that they did today. Mm-hmm. I mean, it didn't pay off yet, but we got four goals. Yeah, I mean, I, I, like I would. Carrier being up there on that second line, yeah, because uh, he um, he gets that puck and he doesn't come to the line and just shoot it. He battle rams his way to take that puck into into the offensive zone, and I think we need that. And I think Zadonov just does better on the third line, yeah. so I like that. And then my question is, 
and and I think I'm right. They haven't put um, uh, Martinez on the LCIR, just on the IR. Is that correct? You know what I am. I'm think I'm thinking right now that uh, that Alec Martinez is on LTIR. Uh, as I take a look at that. Okay, so LTIR right now for the Golden Knights. It's Mark Stone and it is Alec Martinez. Both are on LTIR right now for the Golden Knights. Oh, okay. Well, that takes care of my question because I was wondering if they were thinking he was going to be ready soon maybe because they didn't put him on for a long time. But anyway, um, I think one more game or so with that lineup and we might be able to do some damage. I just like it. Yeah, you you know what, Rita? Thank you for the call. I, I agree with you in that it, it achieved its purpose of, of finding offense for this Golden Knights team. And, and when you have scored in this game tonight as many goals, four, as you scored in your previous three games, four, uh, y- you found a combination that can put the puck in the back of the net. Now you've got to find a combination that can dial it in defensively when you need them to and, and I don't know if it's one and the same. We'll find out on Tuesday against the Winnipeg Jets. We're back with more of your phone calls next on the Extended Post Game Show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. Back to your calls on the Extended Vegas Golden Knights Post Game Show. Here's Ryan Wallace. Extended postgame show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. 6-4 the final. Columbus defeats the Golden Knights. 32-25 and 468 points. Second wild card for Vegas right now in the Western Conference. Taking more of your phone calls, let's head out to the phone lines. Bring in Craig. Hey, Craig, how you doing? I'm good, Seth. Craig, you there? Hello. Yep. Craig, you got me? Are you there? Hello, can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, we got you, buddy. There we go. All right, so, you know, my my issue is kind of like a two-part query. Okay. You know, I think the biggest issue with this team, it's not goaltending. It's not the coaching. I think it's with the constant ins and outs of players. Yep. There's just no chemistry or cohesion with having the same lines playing day in, day out. So kind of my... My question is, you know, you look down in Henderson and you see, you know, Dorofayev and Ben Jones, you know, they're always healthy. They play plenty of games. They're putting up the, the goals and the assists. Why do we not see more of those guys called up to play alongside the likes of, you know, Romberg, Lecizan, um, to kind of solidify those bottom two lines? At least then you've got two solid lines of players that have cohesion. They play together well. Um, and then you can kind of piece together the top two lines with the NHL caliber players who are already constantly swapping between second line, third line, fourth line. Yeah, so that's a, I mean, that's a good question, Craig. Uh, and, you know, the, the, the short answer is that you, you have to have a cap compliant team and you've, you've got to have a roster of 23 guys. And, you know, with, if you're looking at Dorofeyev, if you're looking at Paul Cotter, if you're looking at some of those players that are, are down in Henderson, uh, you're going to have to kind of balance the books when you bring them up, so to speak. So you're not looking at, 
you know, bringing those guys up and playing them with, say, a Jake LeCision or a Jonas Ronberg, it would likely be an either-or situation because you have guys that are available and healthy and they're NHL players and you you have them on NHL contracts and they're going to be in the lineup. So that would be the, the first reason, and thank you for the call. The, the second reason is um, it becomes a, about trust, right? And, you know, as far as Dorofeyev goes, goal scoring, sure. Putting the puck in the net points yeah all of it like that's great it's 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 good stuff but there's more that goes into it than just that and when you've got Jake LeCision and Jonas Ronberg who have really gotten the trust of this coaching staff to come in and play games and give you solid minutes in your bottom six uh, I, I think that that's just kind of the comfortability level now if you're going a little bit deeper into the into the roster pool, like say Nolan Patrick could not have gone tonight for the Vegas Golden Knights, then maybe you're looking at an opportunity for Pavel Dorofeyev or you're looking at an opportunity for someone else in Henderson. But because Nolan Patrick became available and because he is an NHL player, he's on this team in that respect, he's going to play over anybody else from uh, Henderson. So that's just kind of an idea, and, and I don't think you're going to swap out LeCision and Ronbjerg because they're doing the job that you're asking them to do. Um, you just you don't have another spot for another guy from the Henderson Silver Knights. But good question, Craig. Thank you for that. Let's head back out of the phone lines. Bring in John. Hey, John, how you doing? Good, Ryan. How are you doing tonight? I'm good. So I'm going to direct my question, and I might go one of two ways with this, depending on you how you answer it first. How familiar are you are you with college basketball? <laughs> uh, I am not a big college basketball guy. Uh, I, and right. I'll be honest with you, it's not, it's not because I don't like college basketball. It's because uh, it, it, this season uh, of hockey is a long one, and it doesn't leave much time for much leisure activities outside of watching hockey games. All right, fair enough. I, w- I was going to bring up the enthusiasm that I saw out of uh, Coach Williams from Texas A&M and how that doesn't really correlate with Peter DeBoer. But the way I'll go with this is mm-hmm. this morning I was at breakfast and I thought there was this little kid. He was he was with, he had these like color pencils or crayons, whatever, and he, he's drawing this picture. And you, you should have saw how locked in this kid was and how enthusiastic he was about just drawing this picture. But when I watch a Golden Knights game, I look at Peter DeBoer and he's sitting there with a, the same blank stare on his face that he had with the San Jose Sharks. And I, I called in a few weeks ago asking, at what point it's Peter DeBoer's time? And I think it's finally that time. And I want your opinion on that, Ryan. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I, I get where you're coming from, John, like I do. You, you, you lose four straight for a team that you're expecting to win a Stanley Cup this year. You're, you're in a second wild card spot, and you're expecting to be among the tops in the Pacific Division. Like, I understand the frustration coming to a boiling point. Now, um, I, I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and ask for anybody's job. Like, it's just not something that I'm ever going to do. That being said, I do understand the frustration. Um, the question that I would have for you in terms of if you're looking to make a change or if you want a different voice, what's the voice you want in the room, right? Like, what's the voice you want in the room and who's out there that will give you that, that will achieve that for this club? Because, you know, it's, it's one thing to say it's not working, I want to change. It's another thing to say it's not working for this reason and this is the guy that I think can get it done. No, I think I can agree with you there, Ryan, and I was having that conversation with somebody else today, yeah. is that there really isn't anybody, and I think the front offices are looking at it that way and thinking, well, I guess we have slim pickings, so we might as well stay with it what we have the rest of the year because you always see at the end of the year teams that underperform, they fire their head coaches, then it becomes a coaching carousel. But, I mean, at this point, 
if the Knights don't, let's put it this way, if the Knights don't make the playoffs, do you still see Peter DeBoer as the head coach next year? If the Knights don't make the playoffs, I see changes coming for sure. And 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 that's again as as kind of dialed in as I'm going to get with it because not making the playoffs. Like, if, if this team does not make the playoffs, that is not an accepted outcome, regardless of injuries, right? Like, we know where management is. We know where ownership is on what the expectations are for this club. So I, I do believe that if this team does not make the playoffs, there will be some changes in the offseason. There are changes in the offseason when this team does make the playoffs and they go to the conference final and don't advance past the conference final. So... Um, you know, to your point, John, and, and I get it, I, I do, uh, there will be changes, regardless of, of if they, they miss the playoffs, regardless if, if they go on and, and have a, a strong run in the playoffs. Uh, I think the one thing that we can all understand and, and recognize with this team in particular is that changes will be made if there's, not, if there's something that isn't working. And, and I guess that's kind of the best I can give you right now, John. Back to wrap it up next on the Extended Postgame Show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. Back to your calls on the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Here's Ryan Wallace. Extended postgame show, Fox Sports Las Vegas, wrapping it up here from Parkway Tavern inside Tivoli Village. Golden Knights fall to the Columbus Blue Jackets 6-4, the final score 32-25-4, 68-point second wildcard spot in the Western Conference. It was a game in which the Golden Knights scored good, uh, a game in which they had a lead good, uh, but also a game in which they just did not have it dialed in defensively bad and that and ultimately cost them. So, you know, for, for me, you like the improvement that they made in putting the puck in the back of the net. You hope that that brings a little bit of confidence to the game. But for the Golden Knights, it's all about results at this point. It's, it's, it's win-loss. That's how you judge this team from here on out and whether or not they can get it done on Tuesday at 5 o'clock against the Winnipeg Jets. And that's going to do it for me here. Thanks to Jed Donaldson for making sure everything sounds fantastic. Thanks to Bobby Machado back in the studio for keeping me on the air. And thanks to you, our listeners and our callers. It's your post-game show. Uh, it is not the same without your interaction. Until Tuesday, have a great night, everybody. We will talk to you then right here on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Thanks for listening to the extended Golden Knights postgame show on Fox Sports Radio 98.9 FM at 1340 AM. Your home for the Vegas Golden Knights. Have a good night and drive safe.